Hey gang, just wanted to let you know that there were some issues uh, with some of the audio on uh, this episode. Uh, so like this episode just really doesn't meet uh, our standard of, of sound quality that we normally like to uh, maintain for the show. Um, yeah, no, it's worse than usual. Uh, so we, we apologize. Um, fortunately, after this recording session, uh, the issue was taken care of. So uh, from here on out, we should uh, see a lot better uh, sound quality, at least closer to what we usually expect. Um, we might have somebody look at it, see if they can clean it up a little bit after posting, but we just didn't have time to do that. Um before this episode goes out so we apologize that things gonna sound a little bit off uh compared to normal uh but hey you know it's a uh, you know these things happen it's not a big deal it's not the end of the world uh so as we said um they are taken care of and then hopefully you know we will we'll get back to to normal after this episode uh or at least after this recording the next episode's intro might still be a little wonky but Hey, it's it's life. No big deal. Um, at least we didn't lose the audio. That's the that's the good thing. So, so hopefully y'all enjoy the episode. Uh, you know, yeah. So uh, here we have the racing to the middle episode over color out of space. Hope y'all enjoy. Welcome to another episode of Racing to the Middle, the podcast that, uh, what can I say, does adaptations of uh, long dead racist. No, 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 no. I got a better one. I got, oh, a, you got a better one. one. What is I it? I got a better one. Welcome to Racing to the Middle. <laughs> Come here, cat. <laughs> Call it by its name, Clay. Oh, God. <laughs> no, how can we work I, that in? Be like, I the podcast. I, like... <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we I feel so out of it today. Yeah. This this week was a really long one, I guess. Oh, I know, me too. But uh what what should it be? It should be like uh the podcast whose I feel like, cat I feel like after you, I say you can't that. even <laughs> say it's <laughs> no the podcast who who owns a cat who uh was named purely for uh I, I don't know. I don't know. I got nothing. I got nothing. Uh Welcome to Racing to Welcome to another episode of Racing to the Middle, the podcast that what can I say does uh, adaptations of uh, stories written by. We could we should do the famous the famous thing the the podcast that uh, blah 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 in strange eons even death may die whatever whatever the the Cthulhu thing oh, is oh yeah 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 I like that I like that I like that okay yeah, you don't yeah. even have to say this whole thing you can just be like. And even death may die, or whatever it is. Yeah, I got it. Okay. 
Okay. Welcome to another episode of Racing to the Middle, the podcast that is not dead, which can eternal lie. And with strange aeons, <laughs> even death may die. Clay, I'm telling you, I could go for an eternal slumber. How about you? Oh, under the sea, under the sea, <laughs> darling, it's better downwards. What to take it from me? Just imagine Cthulhu I'm, singing that. Yeah, that would be hilarious. Honestly, I mean, I feel like he's got a hot crustacean band. Listen, I feel like I feel like uh, the story of Disney's Little Mermaid is like a sanitized version of like some Lovecraftian horror. Innsmouth. They're yeah, they're half fish people. They're half human, half fish people. Like I okay. Right there. Can I just be honest with you, Clay? I told you this probably one of th- this is probably one of the first things you learned about me. Disney made me a a weird child who then okay. grew up to be a weird teenager who then grew up to be a weird adult. I okay. have had not have had, but as a child one of my biggest crushes was Ariel from Little Mermaid. But it was when she was still a half fish. Probably definitely coincided with my love of monsters. And they've just like you're well, Yeah, denying, I mean of course you're mermaids are the part where it's when you she don't was you don't fish. think mermaids are kinda hot, Clay? <laughs> the mean, idea of a, sailor, a mermaid if you're a sailor, Parts four does the, nothing for you, Clay? If you've been a sailor on a boat for like six months, yeah, maybe. I know. Yeah. Have you ever seen pictures of manatees and gone Dude, those sailors were thirsty, man. They were hard up. Who looks at a manatee and goes, Listen. what that mouth do? Like, I mean, <laughs> they're literally called sea cows for a reason. Yeah. Um, Poor little no, manatees. I mean, no, so I, I got to be honest with you, man. Like, uh, sailors, if if Twitter was around whenever these, during the golden age of, of European exploration, mm-hmm. uh, all of the sailors would have been in hoarding jail. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they would. Dude, they would have been horny uh, on Maine. They would I mean, have been simps. They would simps have been simping and, hard. I mean, like, I mean, Reply they guys, all, dude. They were like, you know, they were swinging with everybody, man. I mean, yeah. You ever you ever read like records and accounts of like uh, on those on those boats? Everybody's kind of oh like, yeah, yeah, especially like pirate ships. Yeah, pirates are dope. Pirates like were like democ- little mini democracies. Yeah, and I bet you learned that from a very good trilogy, huh, Clay? Mm, I don't know what you're talking about. Where they had like a pirate council and everything. Man, I gotta watch those movies again. No, no. Uh, part of that was like actually being a history major. Hated. We're not gonna relitigate the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, but but um, also also the thing that like made me realize how really fucking dope pirates are. Mm-hmm. Uh, the TV show Black Sails. Mm. The first season's a little rough, but if you can get through it. The rest of the show is the first phenomenal. Season, ah, like the high season. Ha, ha, ah, ha, 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 ah, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Oh God. But wait, you you really even even when you were a child, you didn't think mermaids was uh, kind of a sexy idea. My alone no, on this half rock. Fish. My stranded on this rock out in the middle. And of the like, ocean. I watched that episode of Futurama where like you realized that like. Having sex the with the top a fish half ain't a fish, but like, what, what are you gonna do? She's gonna lay eggs that you're supposed to like go nut all over. Hey man, you know we love these. We love our we we love our significant others despite um, their biological. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, no, yeah, I was no, never. Let's, let's I was let's not. Let's no. <laughs> Whatever. Ugh. Shape of water. Blah blah blah. Now, okay. 
<laughs> that kind of fish guy. No, okay, absolutely not. That fish guy didn't even have a human head. It doesn't matter. No, oh no, it absolutely does. You're saying you're saying age appropriate Ariel versus Fishman from Shape of Water. Actually, actually, I'm, imagine I'm still, the Gillman from Creature from the Black Lagoon. Listen, listen, you're listen, gonna look at that. I'm gonna and be, be honest. Like, hmm, <laughs> no, 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 no. No, more of more of like I've been a big fan of uh, Abe Sapien. Everybody, yeah, Abe Sapiens. About- yeah, I mean they're cool. I yeah. mean it's cool, but I mean you can't shame me for my mermaid weird thing I got going Almost, on, I mean, and then be I'm like, mostly kidding, right? Yeah, no, no, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're we're acting up for the comedy. Of it. <laughs> but I'm still not entirely unconvinced that you don't have a thing for mermaid Ariel. No, I absolutely do. Yeah. Okay. Kidding? There you go. I'm at least joking about, about being into the uh, the monster from. Oh uh, God! Does that make me a scaly? <laughs> no. No. Thank God. No. No. Thank no. God, thank Fishy. Christ. Maybe. Fishy. I don't know. Ugh. Scalies is like specifically. No, because like, I'm not. Furs a, I'm, not I'm not attracted to anthropomorphic fish here. Okay. Are just you though? Mermaids. No, I think it's just because of the. I think it's because like uh, whenever I was. I don't know. I was always into like mythology and cryptids yeah. and that kind of shit now i'll tell you what i'll tell you what you know what like i think could get it what sirens yeah i mean according or uh, in some legends they are one and the same they could be they could be yeah. i don't think they were originally but like, i thought you were about to say uh what's the, what's the harpies the one with the bird bodies and the women heads <laughs> I mean, what that doesn't do it for you <laughs> absolutely not uh, <laughs> all right oh hey, yeah no sirens dude yeah like they oh. have sex they have such sexy voices that they make you want to like go dash yourself upon the rocks like ariel mm, nobody was dashing themselves on the rocks for Ariel, or uh, more like like sebastian the little also yeah <laughs> no, no, no hat to wheel here that's now why sebastian it's could get it. under the water like we all That's understand why it's hotter under the water, Clay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. We're going to have to apologize to Miss Kathy. <laughs> Sorry, Miss Kathy. <laughs> I love how neither one of our parents listened to this. And thank God for it. No, my parents but. don't even know it exists. Thanks, God. <laughs> well, your dad does. Your dad was on it. Yeah. Oh, he was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guested. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, trying to. Uh, wait, where are we going with this? Oh, color out of space. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about color out of space today. And oh who, god, boy, I can't wait! I can't wait to ever watch this movie because I got some things to say about H.P. Lovecraft. I'm coming for H.P. Lovecraft. Are you gonna come for him? Uh, the fact that he, he, you know what? I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna save it for after we. Okay, we, yeah. So stuff. actually, I would like to say this though. I'd like to say this. I'm gonna do my best. I can't promise that it won't come up. But I'm going to do my best to not talk about how racist H.P. Uh, Lovecraft is. Okay, I was going to I'm going to get this out. I'm going to get this out of the way. Yes, he's a horrible racist. You know, he's a horrible racist for his time. Okay? Like, even, like, people around him yes. are like, hey, man, you need to tone it down. Yes. Um, I, I, I think there are things that are kind of funny about H.P. Lovecraft that are also bad, that are also kind of hilarious when you think about them. Yeah. That no, not a lot of people talk. 
not a lot of people talk about. And I and I, I want to be able to focus on that. Well, that's kind of I mean that was part of his things. like thing is he always felt like uh, you know like his story the outsider. He always felt like uh, he was born long after his own time. But that almost seemed to just be a justification his own justification for being a racist. Yes, and among among uh, other things, yes. among other things, but. Yeah. Yeah, and also but, he's more of like an Anglophile than just a racist. Like he just hated anybody right. that wasn't like of British born. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Which I like to. I want to make sure we're very, very clear about. Yes, he's a horrible racist, and yes, his racism is pervasive through his writings. Well, that's how um, Clay feels about it. I'm going to go on the record and say it all depends on your perspective. No, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah. I will also but, go so go further to say, I mean, are, are we? Okay, I'm glad we're, we're not, getting it out of the way now. Here's because the other thing. It, that's yeah. the most annoying part of talking right. about Lovecraft. Is you always, it's like that's the only conversation that exists anymore. Right, because like, here's the thing. Here's what I'm going to say, okay? We're not going to be the people who are going to try to cancel a man who's been dead for so long. <laughs> it's I'm like not going like to cancel anybody. No, that's also fair. But, you know, we're... You know, I don't we, even the, have the, a Twitter to cancel the criticism. <laughs> the criticism that's being that's been like there's been plenty of criticism brought about H.P. Lovecraft's uh, racism. Yeah, my main critique is long. that he's a boring writer for the most part. Yeah, he's got I, he's I really got do. some dope. He had some dope ideas. Mm-hmm. Came up with a lot of really cool monsters, but man, reading his stuff is a chore. Oh and yeah, it was it was definitely one of those. He, his books were one of those that I carried around to make it look like I was like <laughs> it was definitely for like clout. I'll say this. H.P. Lovecraft is one of those authors that I'm really thankful for all the things that he inspired, but not yeah. his original work. Now, I say that some of his original works are still really oh, yeah. pretty good. No, no, pretty, no. Still yes. read pretty good. Yes. Do, including yes. Color Out of Space, which yeah, is the story. Which we're gonna talk about later. But um this is interesting because i remember a year ago before we started this podcast Mm -hmm. when i was still kind of toying with the idea of doing the short story podcast where we would do deep dives on horror short stories and you said you wanted to come on and talk about lovecraft and you said because you had hot takes i do have hot takes at the time i thought you meant the racism stuff and i was like clay you're about 20 years behind on this hot take Hayden, did you did you really doubt me? Did you think that my hot I did. take about I that's did. not a hot take? That's a Luke. That's a cold, that's, that's a that's why that's a that's straight out was, the freezer take. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was but I was like, here's the thing. On. I forgot Hayden. I forgot that Nick Cage was in an adaptation of a Lovecraft story, which means uh-huh. I get to share my hot takes about H.P. Lovecraft mm-hmm. with our audience. You're gonna have to remember them because we still have to winky winky take a break to actually watch it. Well, we do have to take a break to watch this movie because I haven't actually seen it yeah. yet. Yeah. Do you and have I, any? I, do you have any predictions? Um, I I do. <laughs> I have a feeling that we're gonna actually see what this color out of space is, and I, I don't think it's gonna be like a physical thing, but we're gonna see the color, and it's gonna be a color that's on the color spectrum, which that's actually a part of my. That's part of yeah, my. It's kind uh, of impossible takes. for it to not be, but. Well, we'll talk about that. No, it's no. I mean, it's kind of impossible for you to render a visual on film and it not be something that exists. We'll talk about what H.P. Lovecraft was talking about when he talked about the color out of space. Black people? No. Oh. 
that's like usually, I said, that's I'm going to try to avoid, I'm going to try to avoid the racism angle. Wow. Like okay. everybody's already done it. That's a, that's a cold ass take about H.G. Lovecraft. We all mm. know he's, we all know he's racist. And if you don't know that, like, okay, fine. Go. We told you, go look it up. You know, he's racist. Read Murder at Red Hook. Read uh, Rats in the Wall. Oh, hell. Uh, anything. The, the, um, a shadow over Innsmouth. Like, that's oh, yeah. racist. Oh, yeah. They're, they're yeah. all racist too. There's also one, I can't remember, I can't remember what the name of the story is, but there's one where a guy finds out that his uh, grandfather was an ape. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. That's yeah. actually a pretty fun st- story. But, um, Clay, uh, very yeah. racist. Uh, uh, what's your favorite Lovecraft story? I haven't read a lot of the Lovecraft stories because, like you said, they're kind of boring. Some of them are kind of boring and hard to get into. Yeah, um, they're very like. I want to reread Color Out of Space. I remember really liking it. Um, um, the Outsider is a. I love The Outsider genuinely. Um, I Dunwich Horror is kind of amazing. I think That's, I read Dunwich Horror. Dunwich Horror is the one that like all the call of cthulhu like role-playing stuff is based on yeah there's like characters with like types they're on a yeah. mission yeah you know there's a really awesome monster and there's also like a it's like there's like parts there's like a guy who's like a research researcher and like it takes place in a lab and yeah. that's very yes. like cthulhu yeah. story yes there's a um, big all the all the settings I, like the library the arkham library yeah. and everything yeah I just, I really like this, like, I like the stuff surrounding the Cthulhu mythos, but not the stories themselves. Yeah, because sometimes it just gets stupid. Like, sometimes it's just like, so just everything's got tentacles? Okay. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, yeah, some of it's just kind of like, You describe the indescribable horror, and I'm still here. Yeah, so, like, uh, the black goat of the wood with a thousand young, and he describes yeah. it as, like, a thing with a million mouths and a million eyes. It's like, that doesn't look like a goat at all. Where'd you get this name? Yeah. Because the black goat of the wood with a thousand young... Sounds epic, metal yeah. as hell. Yeah, and then it, he describes it, and it's like a, it's like a big tentacly alien, like all of them. Yeah, it's like yeah. I do but, like um, some of like the like I do like um, some of like the monster names and whatnot, like Neoptotep. Yeah. That's like one of my favorites. Yogsthoth, uh yeah. the one that I just mentioned is uh, Shubnagroth, which is probably yeah. my favorite because I just love the image of the black goat of the wood with a thousand young. Yeah. The really images cool. that conjure. I'll be honest, I every time I do a uh, I do a D&D campaign, I always try to like incorporate like uh Cthulhu like uh Lovecraft like mythos kind of stuff. Yeah. Which like in later D&D editions, like they're lit- you can literally be a warlock who like worships Cthulhu. This is, how I get, this is how I get hated to come play uh, D&D with me. Not a bad gig. Um, nah. I've tried to play d and I don't think it's my thing. Nah, man. We just we just, we just just started off with like a bad DM. Casey's actually like a really good DM now. Uh, I'm, no, well, I'm just the, saying, the I, don't role, I don't think uh, role-playing. Nah, is. no. You should give, like in person, they're a lot better. I, th- I feel like trying to do them as a first time over Zoom. Outside of the great. bedroom, I don't think role-playing is. No, but. Uh, All right, Hayden. Well, I guess it's. Um, you got anything else to say about H.P. Lovecraft? Um, I'm racking my brain here for stuff I remember and know about him. He had like a, he had like a cat, right? He had like a little key cat. Was it had like a name? Nope, it had like nope, a, not doing that. Had, not doing what, that. What We're gonna the, go watch the movie. What's the name? We're gonna go. Nope, hate it. We can't. We can't talk about the cat. Started with a letter, a certain letter. <laughs> can't talk about the cat. We're going to go watch Color Out of Space. Don't go anywhere. Fucking asshole.
All right, Hayden, and we're back. Uh, we both watched Color Out of Space, and, and hey, Hayden, I promise you some hot takes. Hit me with um. All right, all right. So obviously, Hayden, I think you were worried about this. Obviously, we're not. I'm not here to talk about H.P. Uh, Lovecraft's uh, racism. Because here's the thing, Hayden, would that be a hot take? Not at all. That's why I was worried about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hate it. I you wasn't know really worried that. about it, but I, w- I was going to be like, quite a bit behind the times here. Not a hot take. It never was not a hot take. It's very Warm, obvious. If, if anything. It's ice cold. That's how that's how hot that take is. It's ice cold. Yes, we know he's it's racist. It's cooler than being cold. And, and I, I'm going to say this. I will say this. If you're a person that that bothers you, I don't blame you. Because like I said, some of his classic stories center his racist ideas. A yeah. good one would be... Um, uh, Shadow over Innsmouth. It's basically about the main character finding out that his bloodline is 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 mixed with these people from Innsmouth that are half fish people, mm. and then he like hears the call of the sea and whatnot, and goes and becomes a fish person. And like, basically, that's kind of like you know H.P. Lovecraft dealing with his fears about people being of mixed race, and that's kind of fucked up. Here's a question that I don't actually know how to word. Okay, how much? How, because not all of horror horror is pretty progressive in a lot of ways and has mm-hmm. been for a long time this isn't a new thing but inherently a lot of horror is pretty reactionary and conservative and conservative right. Right. but how much of that are we al- I mean we're we're it's not a matter of allowance like you like what you like and whatever mm. sometimes you can't help it well, mo- yeah. most of the times you can't help what you like, but like, no. um, but like, I I don't know. I I find it I find it hard to I I find it hard to parse this, which is probably why I shouldn't have even begun to ask this to begin with. But there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of horror that preys on like conservative kind of ideas, but it pushes it pushes it through a horror filter and you know is it just a matter of divorcing it from what it actually means and that's the key to liking it or liking it despite that like uh i don't know why the only example coming to my coming to my mind isn't horror related at all but remember how i described you uh, bane from dark knight rises is like mm-hmm. bernie sanders as a conservative's idea of the boogeyman right yeah, 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 yeah. and like and like I, we're not going to get political here, but I'm not conservative, and and I'm not a lib, and I'm not going to say a, a politician I really likes name. Er, I, I won't admit uh, who, who a politician who I really like is, but I love Bane. I love Bane. Mm-hmm. Perhaps despite this reading on him, I don't. I don't know how to how to parse this out. So when it comes to like Lovecraft, I. I love The Shadow over Innsmouth. I've never read the horror at Red Hook, so I, and I know that's one of his most racist stories. Uh, mm. So I, I can't speak to that one. But, like, I love The Shadow over Innsmouth, despite when you... You don't even really have to read into it that much. I mean, on its face, that's what it is. But substitute yeah. racial stuff for, like... Uh, substitute interracial, you know, 
mixing actual our, race, race, racial, like intermarriage and whatnot. Right, substituting for fish monsters. people. You're yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. And I and I recognize that I'm a white guy, so I I can do that more easily. But yeah. like, uh, I don't know what is there a question here, Clay, or am I just rambling? A little bit of both. A little column B, a little column okay. A. I don't, I don't think, see why it can't be both. I'm trying I think to you bring think up a good point. A you no, no, no. I get what you're saying, though. I'm trying to and think I, of like a conservative horror movie. That I'm like, this is just a, on a horror level, this is just fucking good. You know, I'm, I'm trying yeah. to, they exist, I'm just, I mean, a lot of slashers. Probably, yeah. Uh, I would also say anything that, like, um, is kind of meant to be about, like, Cold War, like, anxieties and whatnot, mm-hmm. I think would also have a very conservative, reactionary angle to them. Um, I think the thing is... I am a person who believes that, like you said, you're free to like what you like. It's just you have to be prepared to accept criticism of those things. Right. And I think you should be open about those criticisms. And I think that's what makes the the enjoyment of the of the piece still okay. Now, obviously, I don't know, man. If your favorite uh, Lovecraft story is the one where, like, the guy is horrified to find out that his great, like, his grandfather or great grandfather, whatever, was like a literal ape. <laughs> Maybe ask yourself why. Because it's not even a good monster reveal. Right, exactly. That one's like, it's kind of obvious that what he's doing there, because, you know, yeah. the, the racism is a little too obvious. I don't know what the name of that story is, because I have no interest to know anything about it other than that it exists. To it know was, that, like, uh, here, I'm oh, going to look shit. it up. I, right, I, I didn't want to say that I'm like, uh, I didn't want it to come off like I'm trying really hard to defend my love of H.P. Lovecraft because we went over in the opening. I don't really love H.P. Lovecraft. I'm just yeah. trying to get at this this idea I was thinking about prior to us talking about it, but you saying you kind of teeing it up inadvertently mm-hmm. made me think of it yeah. again. And, and I think there's a lot of things that we enjoy that are, and I know you hate this word, but I think it's fair to use in this situation, somewhat problematic. Yeah. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It's inevitable. Though. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, the the old Tumblr phrase, uh, your fave is problematic. Like, that's a thing that people have been pointing out for a long time. As I've talked about before, my favorite franchise of all time is based around a character who is a colonizer, basically. is an imperialist colonizer who goes to foreign places and takes their treasure and their history and brings it back to an American museum with very little regards for the people who the, these artifacts belong to. Right. Um, so, you know, like, that's an issue. And, like, that's a thing. And, and, you know, we can talk about the racism that is inherent in Indiana Jones. I don't think that makes Harrison Ford an inherently bad person. I don't think that makes... George Lucas and Steven Spielberg for creating this character and creating these movies. I don't think that makes them bad people for making it. But I think it's a conversation worth having. And I do remember that a friend of mine sent me a a, a link to a podcast that was basically like the whole purpose. I think it's literally called Hot Takes. Where like the whole purpose is somebody says something very inflammatory and has to defend it for like 30 minutes. And like that's the whole podcast. And, like, he said this to me about Indiana Jones. It was just like, eh? Eh? What do you think? What do you think, Clay? What do you think? Or, oh, is this... What do you think about this hot take? And I was just like, yeah, dude, I've been saying that about Indiana Jones for years. The guy's bad as an archaeologist. Yeah. He's bad at his job. He's a bad professor. He's a bad archaeologist. 
he kind of sucks at his job. And in the first movie, like, doesn't really doesn't really have to do anything. Yeah. If you think about it too long. Now, I say all those things. I acknowledge those criticisms. I still love Indiana Jones. I I take I think it from makes it, it better. Good. I think it makes it better in a little way. Like it does because he's just he effectively does not affect anything. Yeah, which but is kind of his whole deal as a character yeah, as well. Because like that's kind of his whole deal. Because like Indiana Jones as a character is supposed to be always be on the back foot. He's always supposed to be like a step behind, trying to catch up, and he comes out on top in the end. But he's always on the back foot, and that's what makes him a very likable and entertaining and engaging character because it kind of makes him relatable. Yeah, Clay, do you anyway. want to know the name of the story where the guys? Were yes, it's called "Facts Concerning the Late Arthur German and His Family." Oh. God. Oh God! That is like the, that is the most name. racist sounding title name, ever. Boy. Oh, even the name sounds racist. Yeah, if that's your favorite H.P. Lovecraft story, maybe explore that. But I've always said maybe it like this. Maybe somebody just likes apes. Yeah, uh, I've always said it. I'm not that big of a fan of H.P. Lovecraft. I'm a fan of the things that he inspired. Yeah, that's fair. That I think is how a it lot works, of cool like, monsters. He came up with, like, a lot of cool monsters, and then people, like, I think made them better and cooler and more fun. So, here's a question, and I think I know the answer already. Uh, August Derleth is the one who kind of took them and ran with them, and I think is more of an ins- more of the direct inspiration for the Call of Cthulhu role-playing thing. Right. August Derleth's idea of the monster, of the old gods, is that some of them are good and some of them are bad. And where, whereas Lovecraft was like, gods exist, and worse than like hating us, they literally don't care to the point where they just kind of eat us and like yeah, we are ants to their to their humanity, you know? right? And well, actually, it may be a little, it, it may be different than it. It may not be total indifference. I think there is a little bit of like curious hatred in it too. Yeah. But, but August Derleth took that and was like, well, some of them are good and some of them are bad. Okay, so I'm going to say this. I hate that concept. I do like the idea of cosmic horror where there are yeah, just some horrifying. beings. Some beings are just so vast that, like, they do not care about us in the slightest and they are indifferent and, like, we will, they will destroy us not because of malice but because, you know, it's like... Imagine being upset about uh, disturbing an ant pile to set the foundation of your home. You know, right? It's 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 so many. It's so low. The difference the the difference between our existence and their existence is so vast that we are meaningless to them. Right. And like just knowing. And I think the thing is, here's the thing, Hayden. I think that kind of concept can work because I don't know if you know this, but like we live in a universe. Where literally we could just die. All of us could die at any any we moment. We live in a society. No, not even a society will save us. Like there, like scientists have talked about how like there are cosmic rays that yeah. are just shooting out throughout the galaxy right. and throughout the universe. That if one of these was to like just slam straight into the to the Earth, all of life would just instantly die because it would just be so much instantaneous yeah. radiation. We'd all die. Clay, my tremors, understanding is like tremors could be real. 
Troopers could be real. Graboids but my, could my be, understanding is like could get in that car could just happen. Yeah. Like we could be talking right now and one of these things could slip. Is it likely to happen? No. But I mean I would argue that like in the same level, the could uh you know the uh Yog Sothoth deciding to do something that somehow destroys the earth is just as unlikely, but still possible. Use the key in the gate, actually. Yeah. And so, um, you know, like that to me is like interesting way to talk about horror that just there's something out there that could instantly destroy all of existence, and we're lucky it hasn't happened yet. Now, can I get in my hot takes? Or do you have something uh, else to Real say? quick, throughout okay. the podcast, I want to read off random, um, read off random uh, Lovecraft story titles, and you'll say in bed afterward, okay? <laughs> oh, God, I love this. All I right, love this bit. so before you get into the hot takes, I want to say... Okay. A reminiscence of Dr. Samuel Johnson. In bed. Okay, now your hot take. Clay. Okay, so here's my hot take. Like I said, I, I, we've, we've, we've put to bed, like, we all know that H.P. Lovecraft is racist. And I think we've also established that, like, the thing... Well, he's we not like anymore, he's dead. He's dead. He was racist. And his stories kind of also carry that racism through them. Yeah, and I think we also established that we both really enjoy the things that have come out of Lovecraft not necessarily the original material itself. Mm-hmm. So I'll be honest, I think I've only read like one or two of his short stories. I don't even think I've read... I know I haven't read any of his longer periods, like longer pieces, and I... Yeah. No, ugh. that's too much. Yeah. Have that's you... Much. Dude, how... I, I don't know how aware you were whenever it came out, but when Cloverfield came out, mm-hmm. I used to go on IMDb message boards, and I remember oh God. there was... a ton of Did you argue that it's so, a, a, a love? I didn't argue. Poster. I didn't argue, but uh, I because I was just a passive. I, I've never been a, a a doer on the internet. I'm yeah, yeah like you're a lurker. Person. I'm a lurker. I feel the I'm same. I'm a way. lurker in the dark. And so yeah. when that movie was coming out, since it's J.J. Uh, Abrams' Bad Robot production company, it's so secretive to the point where whenever you finally see it, you're like, eh. but um. But which I really like that movie, but I'm not crazy about the monster. But there were so yeah. many theories about what the monster would be. One of them was Cthulhu, and I was so mad that it wasn't. Why? Why don't we have a good Cthulhu movie, Clay? Uh, there kind of sort of is. There's a there's from like I think 2014, maybe 2012, 2014. There is a basically a hour long. Is it uh, that adaptation. one that's made to look like it was made in it's, the 20s? Yeah, it's a silent film. It's made to look. It's, I'm it's sure good. it's good, Clay, but I'm talking. I know big what you mean. I know big blockbuster. Yes. Can I, so can I tell you like my version of that? I think we've talked about this back in the day. My version of that, like disappointed that like Cthulhu or some other Eldritch Horror didn't show up. Mm-hmm. I wanted so bad for the first season of True Detective to turn into like yes, a supernatural I show. I agree. That it was so set up so perfectly. Close. It was, it was so, so close. close. And then there's that point where like Russ Cole is like having the hallucination inside like the the cult's like weird like you know place mm-hmm. whatever. And like something Carcosa. opens up and you're like yeah Carcosa and it was like oh, something's gonna come up through that something's gonna come through that and it's just like oh no I'm just hallucinating and it's well, oh it's just some dude well, who's a pedophile. I'm like remember remember fuck! Clay I did that annoying thing where I in my head I wrote a new ending to it. So oh, the yeah. same show, the same show. Everything's exact, the same. 
Everything's exactly the same. Yeah. Just add a scene where they yeah. go back to the to the the ward where the young girl there was like a traumatized young girl that they saved yeah. and she yeah. described the guy as a spaghetti face. Yeah. Right? And so just add a scene where the two new black cops go to visit her. Just they're just making the rounds where they're just checking all the boxes. Mm. You know, covering uh, covering all their traces and everything like that. And yeah. so they show her the picture of of Errol, whatever whatever his name was, the big fat guy, yeah. The, yeah. the king in yellow, the guard, the uh, lawnmower guy. Yeah. They show her the picture of that of that guy, and they're like, "Was this him? Was this the guy?" And she's like, "No." Oh. She's like, "Y'all have never listened to me. It wasn't a person." Then we cut back, and we see in the swamps. Just a fucking tentacle face monster, just like running around, and yeah. then and then it ends. That's it. Hey, then let's write that series. Perfect season. Perfect. Let's make I mean, a, it. Was let's already make like very a, good. No, very okay. Love True Detective. No, Hayden, I'm gonna cut this out because this is not this is not fun and interesting for anybody else. Okay. I'm sorry, Clay. Your hot take. My hot take. All right, so Hayden, hot take. Now I'm gonna start off with I think the one that is just about. Lovecraft in general, and not specifically Color Out of Space, because I have one specifically about Color Out of Space. Uh-huh. Okay, here's the first hot take. What's the big thing that what's the what's the big thing that Lovecraft loves to use? He loves to throw around to describe Eldritch. the things. Of, well, yes, but correct me if I'm wrong. Lovecraft loves to throw around the words non-Euclidean geometry. Correct. Yeah. When he's talking about like, uh, what is the resting place of Cthulhu? Rilea? Yeah, Rilea. Rilea or, or whatever. Oh, however, got all these apostrophes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck off. But anyway, he anytime there is like elder god, you know, great old ones architecture that people view, it always throws around the terms non-Euclidean geometry, right? Yeah. Do you know what non-Euclidean oh, geometry no. means? It just means geometry that doesn't work in a perfect flat plane. Oh, God! That's a horror! I hate it! That's non... That's unnameable! It's undescribable, Clay! Could you describe the world we live in as fitting on a perfect flat plane? Well, Clay, I've been meaning to tell you. I have, uh, I have woken up. And the earth is flat. Perfect. <laughs> okay, but even if, even if, it, if you believed, even the if you believe the earth is flat. Huh? Hollow yeah. earth and the flat earth can't be the same thing. No, can't, they both really can't. Oh, no, it stop it. Stop, stop it's it. Both stop hollow it. and flat. No, and I mean, this is like an oversimplification of both, like, the what Euclidean and non-Euclidean geometry mean. But, like, basically, like... Non-Euclidean geometry is just like could be like parabolas. Yeah. All right. Like now a parabola is not because like, like Lovecraft monster parabola. But a parabola, you you remember what a parabola I've is? I've heard. From, I remember. I remember from the Osra word, one. I, would, I I remember the word. I would be lying to you if I told it's you. It's like a curve. All right. Yeah. It's like it's like whenever you if you square X and like chart that on a graph, it it creates a. Um, a, it's a, a curve. curve, like, and it's it's a curve like the that lines will... that make up Henry Cavill's big arms. Yeah, and so anyway, 
it it creates a uh, it creates a, a, a line that crosses at two points on the x-axis. That's what a parabola is. That is oh, wait, not is your Euclidean. It's your hot take that non-Euclidean is not scary at all. Yes, and the reason why Lovecraft thinks it is is because he doesn't understand basic math. Right. He pulled a parsec. He pulled a George. Yeah. Music, uh, and he doesn't. He doesn't understand. So he just hears this and thinks it sounds thinks it sounds weird. So he's just like, non-Euclidean geometry would make a man go well, have mad. You have you ever read a Lovecraft story? They're filled with words that you just like. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I mean, like that to me also now leads into the second hot take because I think this I, is the nail I, of the coffin. That first hot take was not earth shattering, Clay. I want this one to be earth shattering. I want this hot take to ooh ah ooh ooh. Well, I want here's it to the burn. thing. Okay, here's burn. the thing, Hayden. My hot. The point is, is what I'm trying to get at is this is there's not really two hot takes. It's more of one big hot take, which is Lovecraft was just scared of things he didn't understand. And not like oh, unknowable things, but like things that basic things he didn't understand, like black people. Yes, like any and also kind of people. basic any math. Kind of but here's the other thing: Do you know what the color out of space really is? Pink. No. Ultraviolet or infrared light. Because H.P. Lovecraft hurt. Like people started like realizing that there is light sources and there's radiation that exists outside of human right. visible spectrum right. and so when then they called it you know ultraviolet or infrared because ultraviolet light is light that moves has a faster a higher frequency than violet light which is the highest frequency of visible light to the human eye and infrared is a lower frequency light that is lower than red which is the lowest frequency that human beings can see mm -hmm. so like that's they're not colors, they're just lights that we can't see because our eyes are not developed to be able to see them. Right. Lovecraft turned that into there's a color that doesn't exist on Earth and if a person saw it, it would make them go mad. But that is a cool idea. I mean, I, maybe... Isn't that, the job, like, isn't I that feel, the job of a horror author to take something new... Something, something new on the, on the, uh, like like a, you know a brand new idea or discovery, and I'd be like, but if it was scary, like give it a twist, you know. But like, I think that's the job of a horror author. But it's not a new color. It's just a thing that we can't see. You wouldn't even know it's there. And like we do know that it is well, dangerous because well, ultraviolet. That's how he changed it because it's more of an alien force than this. That's true. I'll gr I'll grant you that. I will grant you that. But like, he was scared of light that was beyond the visible spectrum, and then just was like, "It's a new color." And like, that's the part I, I have a problem with is, it's not a new color. Like, there is no such thing as a new color that we but can't in this see because story, like. It is. I'm, I'm going to get to that. But that, that's my hot take, is that, like, the really sad thing is, is Lovecraft just d was did not understand some pretty basic things and built horror, like, around that. Right. In, like, a way that's, like, I don't know, it feels kind of dumb, and, and just when I look at it, I'm just like, As a dumb I person, I like it. Now, well, that's Clay, fair. Now, Clay, 
The Transition of Juan Romero. In bed. Can you imagine? That's the name of a Lovecraft story. That's a name. I gotta find out what that is. Like, I'm looking. It up. What's his name? What, what is it? The Transition of One Juan, Juan Romero. Of Juan Romero. The story is it possible? I have a question. No, hold on. Before you go to the next one, I have a question about that. Is it possible that that's a story about a trans guy named Juan Romero and his like attempts to be go from being a assigned female at birth uh, person to a trans man? To quote Mr. Owl from the Tootsie Pop commercials, let's find out. The story, <laughs> the story involves a mind that uncovers a very deep chasm, too deep for any sounding lines to hit bottom. The night. Oh wait, is this the way? Hold on, hold on. I think I know this one. Before you, before I don't you know, finish I reading, I, I, don't I know. Mind. Before you finish reading, just kind of read ahead for me. Tell me, is this the one where like basically an indigenous person gets transported to like an alien world and gets trapped there? Aren't they all like that? I mean, there's a lot of them. Hold on. But you said Mayan, right? No, I don't. I don't think so. A mine. Oh, a mine. Oh, never mind. Okay, okay. okay. Oh, the I just said Mayan this... for a second. No. The the night after the discovery of the abyss, the narrator and one of the mine's workers, a Mexican called Juan Romero, good name, venture together inside the mine, drawn against their will by a mysterious rhythmical ro- throbbing in the ground. Romero reaches the abyss first and is swallowed by it. The narrator peers over the edge, sees something, but God, I dare not tell you what I saw, and loses consciousness. Of course, Lovecraft. Yeah. He's also a very lazy writer. Yeah. That that morning, he and Romero are both found in their bunks. Romero dead. Other miners swear that neither of them left their cabin that night. The chasm has vanished as well. So, So, Juan Romero falls down a hole, changes into a monster, the guy passes out, and then he's fine. So uh, it Water turns Mary out turns uh, to a monster and dies. It it turns out that um, that H.P. Lovecraft uh, wrote that story after finding out about natural gas. Yeah. Ooh, gas. Hey, uh, one more <laughs> one more clay, and then we'll move on. We'll move on to the movie. Yeah. The doom that came to Sarnath. In bed. That came to Sarnath. Hey yo! All right, color out of space. Real quick before we get in the movie, uh, I I know we. <laughs> Which is anyone wanting to listen to us talk about the movie has already turned this off. But Probably. um but I'll skip the head maybe. I wanna tell you true. I wanna tell you my experience seeing this at the theater play. Oh, I bet that was great. You would you would think. Oh, you would think, but did somebody ruin it like somebody ruined Mandy for you? Oh. Was it the same woman? No no no. This was like okay. this was a year later. I think this came out in twenty nineteen. True. Uh, so, color I, out of space. I can't no, remember. No, no, no. Did, you... did it come out? I can't remember. I think. Well, it I, I think it technically came out in the U.S. in 2020. No, no, no. So, my experience seeing color out of space. Great. Right. I'm not here to argue that the death of cinema is a good thing, but I will say, not a bad thing. Wow. Oh, I I'm thought you were surprised to that. <laughs> no, I fly. Okay. Fly got in from the outside. So, there is a certain uh, theater chain that it's Alamo Drafthouse. It's Alamo and, um, Drafthouse, and gotta be- I really hate. I really hate that you like dished on Alamo. Draft. Did, I don't remember. Did we do that on on air or I did I have to cut that? I, I cut it out. Okay. I mean, I feel like why do, why do you care about protecting Alamo Drafthouse? I don't know. I 
I've just you don't work for them anymore. Yeah, and like, true. okay, so yeah, yeah. Alamo Drafthouse. I used and to work I'm for sure them. don't anymore. Thank God. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I would say I hope that we're cultivating the kind of people who probably would be more aware about that and and be like, hey, that's fucked up. Like that they right. have well, a history here, okay, of like so beyond, protecting harassment. Yeah, beyond all of that, here's just a more superficial reason to dislike them because okay. of their outright hypocrisy, Clay. This is the kind of establishment that will, if you are talking or you pull out your phone to find your seat, because that has happened before. Someone pulled out their phone to find their seat, and they got kicked out and banned from the from the theater chain. For oh, days. that's fucked up. Yeah, fuck right. Them. And so and so they pride themselves on creating the perfect theater-going experience, or a more sacred theater-going experience. But they are the same theater that fucking serves full meals during the middle of the movie. So you have people running in front of you the whole movie. You have people bending down in front of you, asking you questions while the movie's going on. They're dropping their checks off ten minutes before the movie ends, like right at a very important part. It's all timed out that way. And then you have, like, a... And then they serve, like, crunchy-ass pizza and chips, so you can't hear nothing while everybody's, like, eating everything. It's way more distracting than someone making a joke or checking their phone or something like that. And, worst of all, the audience this theater chain attracts is the worst kind of movie-going person. Yeah, I can see They are... And it's unfortunate because they are the exact kind of people... Because they're ba- yeah, it's basically correct me if I'm wrong. It's basically film Twitter kind of people, right? Film Twitter and obnoxious, like ironic, meme movie people. Because it's like us turned up to fifteen. Because I mean, like, I'm already like turned me turned up to eleven. Yeah, I wasn't gonna say anything. You were the person. <laughs> you were the person it attracts, but worse than you because right. I'm the person. I'm the kind of people that it attracts, and if it was just me, it'd be okay. Everyone, because I'm not an asshole. But yeah, like all the all yeah. the programmers who like who program these movies and host them, there's a certain guy in the Houston like who does all the Houston events, spoils every fucking movie be- before you watch it. Um, in his host makes snarky Ooh. jokes all the time like during the host to put everybody off because he thinks he's so funny and then Oof. and then Clay we were watching Color Out of Space right and it tonally different different kind of movie right right there's definitely gonna be some wiggle room for people laughing at the appropriate parts and laughing at the inappropriate parts, right? I would think I would think like any part with Tommy Chong for the most part until it gets weird right. and gets creepy. Is there's definitely some moments of levity with with Tommy Chong. How do you, you feel? How do you feel about people who laugh at literally everything Nicolas Cage says, no matter what's going on on screen? Oof. Clay, I'm not kidding. I mean, it's funny. He's doing a Donald Trump voice. He's yeah, which this, is wild. He's do which uh, on this rewatch, I didn't realize that that's supposed to be an impression of his dad, quote unquote. But it's uh, just Don- it's just Donald Trump. It's very much Donald Trump. But but he's acting very cuckoo bananas. Yeah, he's cuckoo for cocoa puffs. There's a certain part where he has to take you know put down a member of his family. Not exactly hilarious. No. And this guy, this 
these people around me were going, oh, oh my fucking god, the whole movie. What Clay the fuck? and they weren't kicked out because that's a that's a part of the great theatrical go- theater going experience. Clay, I wanted, I was livid after I saw this movie. Yeah, it was hard for me to parse out how I felt about the movie because it was ruined by this chuckle fuck behind me and these other people who were like laughing throughout the whole thing. I was so mad. It's so because like, look, don't get me wrong. I enjoy laughing at a bad movie that's like yeah. trying to be melodramatic or whatever, and it's just not working. The Room. The Room. The Room is a great example of that, and I get that's right. the meme movie now, but like. It's still kind of fun to get together with a few like-minded friends Clay, and get I, a little inebriated. I like, to, I like to act above, you know, myself and everything like that. I still enjoy that. I still love Troll Two. I love the room. Oh, Troll Two is a, is a blast. Though. I love all the heavy hitters. Yeah, but I feel like go there. There is a time and a place for that, and it's when everybody has agreed to that. But if you're some obnoxious assholes like. Oh, I bet this movie's gonna be so bad. We're gonna have so much fun laughing at it, okay. and it's and that's not the purpose, and it's not a movie where everybody is on board for that. You're kind of an asshole, Clay. I was so mad. Yeah, I, I can mad. understand because you know what? Here's the thing: Color Out of Space. It deserves better. It deserves better than that chuckle fuck laughing at the weirdest points in that movie. Because you know what? It's a damn good movie. It's a damn good movie directed by a pretty shitty guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. and. He, Apparently on Wikipedia it said he was like hoping that he'd get to do other uh, Lovecraft stories adaptations. Well, and let's like, talk about Richard Stanley oh, for a second. Let's talk do about. Do we Richard have Stanley. to like? Yeah. Well, not that. Not that. I just because the trajectory of his career is fucking crazy. That's true. Let's keep it to the. Let's keep it to like the. Like, we don't have to go into like the stuff he did. To, uh, I don't even know the details. I, I'll yeah. give it a bare minimum mention at the end of the story because okay. yeah, I think it, right. I think it needs. It needs to be said, but like I don't want to go into it. No, no, no. This like, guy, Richard Stanley. Speaking of cuckoo bananas, this guy's fucking crazy. He, uh, it, it might be a little weird to watch now, but if you haven't seen the Island of Doctor Moreau uh, movie that went to hell documentary, Ooh, definitely worth the watch. Definitely worth the watch. Yeah, uh, he's just a major interview subject, in it. but. So this guy was making horror movies in, I believe, Australia. might have been South Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, including Hardware and... Uh, there was another one. And they were like these weird kind of cult horror movies. Mm-hmm. And the people who, who liked them really loved them. No one else had even seen them. Uh, he's given this opportunity to make this... Uh, dream project of his The Island of Dr. Moreau uh, remake with Marlon Brando and Val Kilmer and all them um, that goes to hell seriously watch the documentary if you can find it it's so entertaining but then this guy pretty much climbs up a tree or into a cave and doesn't come down for what 30 years yeah basically they find him he's been living with he's always kind of been very he's into the occult he's into like crazy ritualistic stuff he's basically been living with like witch doctors in a hut for 30 years and yeah they brought him back to elijah wood and the spectre vision guys brought him back into society and uh and we're like hey do you like we'll give you we'll 
we'll give you the money to make a passion pro- to make another passion project and you know we'll be incredibly hands off we'll give you free reign yeah his idea was to make color Ash space and then he was going to make two i think two more lovecraft adaptations with him. yeah i think the next Which- one was Oh God, uh, I can't remember. But I want to say, might have been Insmith. I think it might have been. Oh no no no! Dunwich War. Oh don't! Oh God, that would have been fucking awesome. That would have been so good. And I believe Nick Cage was signed on for both of them. Oof. And so, um, so yeah, things were looking up, and then it turned out that he had been abusing this woman, the woman who wrote this movie with him. Oh shit! Yeah, uh, yeah, she came forward and was like, "He's you know, six different abusive six different yeah. ways." And, and and good on good on what is it? Spectrovision is the production Spectre company. Spectrovision, yeah. They they, they said, "Okay, like we're cutting ties." Like they, they immediately they cut ties. Yeah. I don't know if they're gonna move on with the Lovecraft projects with someone else. That'd be cool. I would hope um, so. Give it to uh, give it give it to the guy from Mandy. What's that guy's name again? Panos Cosmatos. That'd be awesome. Yeah, give it to Cosmatos. I bet he could make a good Dunwich War. Oh, cool. um, um, hey, I gotta say something before we get too far into this. Yeah. I don't want to do a play-by-play of this movie because I want people no, no, to no. see it. No, no, no. I think it'd be too difficult to do one. Yeah. Um, just, there's a lot of stuff going on here. If you like uh, weird, like, kind of, I mean, I feel like this is... This like turn is a slow burn for a large large part of the movie, and then all of a sudden all hell breaks loose. But it is it's like really beautifully shot, strangely. Yeah. yeah. And so it, there's enough going on that even though it's a slow burn, it keeps your interest. Yeah, you don't really have a chance of getting bored. I do have one problem with this movie. Is it that it takes all this new age stuff completely uh, without a hint of irony or or self consciousness? I actually no. kind of like that about it. I, no, I appreciate that too. In this kind of context, I do appreciate that. Yeah. No, and it's just me being so pedantic. But think about think about what I my hot take about Lovecraft. Yeah, the geometry. No, 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 no. I kind of hated that there was literally color. Because <laughs> like that, to me, that kind of takes the scariness out of it. Because like the fact that like there's a part where Dick Cage is like, I don't know, it was pink. Or, I don't know, it was like no color I've ever seen. And I'm like, no, it's just purplish pink. Like, that's a color that didn't exist. To, like, you I mean, created it. I mean, I, I it's can't. an impossible feat. It's an impossible task, but like... It didn't bother me, obviously. It does bother me. I think it's cool. Aesthetically, it's super cool. And I like the whole pink, like, yeah. light that shows up and everything. And everything that is, like, affected by the, the light is pink. According um, to film I, Twitter, I do enjoy is- it. According to film Twitter, I believe this is what's known as bisexual lighting. That's yeah, a bit of a stretch. I've, I've heard. Because I heard that. Because you gotta have. You gotta. It's, at, it's, I heard that thrown at Kong versus Godzilla, and was like, "Fucking what?" But okay. uh, I don't know. Clay, before we move on, bit. I have some. You gotta have more blue. That's the thing. Oh, like, I feel okay, like. Gotcha. Um, John Wick has a lot of what they call bisexual lighting in it, and it looks fucking rad. Clay, of course you know what that is. Clay, I have something to say before we move on. Okay. The terrible old man. In bed. Um, Okay. Okay. Now, I want to talk about some highlights. Some things... 
I really do feel... I think what's kind of funny is I feel like there's some... And we're going to have to talk more about this movie off air because I don't want to talk about specifics too much because I just want people to go watch it. Go watch it for yourself. It's great. It's good. Like, Nick Cage goes balls out, you know, in this movie in a fun way that is also, like, fits the tone of the movie. Mm. Like, there's some parts where, like, he's kind of scary, where he's unhinged, and you're yeah. like, what's he going to do? And, like, fuck. And, like, all the stuff that happened, like, ah, man, the way the movie ends and everything, and, like, uh, the, the, the character of, what's his name, Ward? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, like, how things end for him and whatnot, and, it's such Isn't a good movie. Ward Phillips or something. Yeah, something like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do think there is a there is kind of a funny. I looked this up because I read about the color out of space. I wanted to read it itself, but I didn't have time. Um, I had a really rough week. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what's funny is there's a part where like um, when he introduces himself to uh, Nick Cage, he Nick Cage asks him if he's from Boston. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he's like, no, I'm from Providence. Yeah. And, like, the reason why I think that's funny is because apparently in the original story, like, the character that Ward Phillips is kind of supposed to be is a surveyor from Boston. Oh, okay. Got so it. it's like a little nod to, uh... Well, and Lovecraft know. was from Providence. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also, I love, I love how the... There. I also love how the guy had a Miskatonic University shirt on. Yeah, it did, it did some really cool... Little nods to Lovecraft. Uh, like, world building. Yeah. And oh, and see, that's the thing. I'm like, man, I want, I want that. I want good Lovecraft adaptations. I, I do too. Because so I really close. just enjoy enjoy I the mean, setting. It, here's another thing. I haven't seen the H.P. Lovecraft historical society movies like the Call of Cthulhu or Whisper in Darkness. I haven't seen mm-hmm. them. But I, I, I mean, this has got to be the best. H.P. Lovecraft. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I like the Stuart Gordon movies. I like Reanimator. I really like From Beyond. Yeah. I, ne- I haven't seen Dagon. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I mean, this has got to be the best direct This is the best, yeah. Um, um, also, I get, before we move on, i got to talk about Tommy Chong. I, I mean, love we, that I guy. mean, I'm in no rush. We can keep, we can keep talking about it. Tommy yeah. Chong is fantastic. But no, I love how he still is just... A hippie. Yeah, well, yeah. He's just he just shows like, hey man, how's it going? He's just, he just, he will always be Leo to me from that '70s show. I never watched that '70s show. Uh, it's not good, and like now it's kind of it's kind of ruined because like, um, turns out the guy who played Hyde is like a piece of shit who was abusive and whatnot. Mm. Not surprising. Um, it's, 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 it's really to be honest. At this point, any white dude in, in Hollywood, it's like. When you find out that they're abusive, it should be like, nah, okay, you should have seen it coming. It's, it happens too often. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, like, ah, oh, man, I love Tommy Chong. This movie has such a interesting blend of, like, tones and vibes and, like, uh-huh. you know, you're, you're introduced with some really spooky, like, table setting in the woods with the narration... Yeah. That sounds yeah. like it's directly from the text. It's been a few years since I've read it, so yeah. I can't recall. And then yeah. you're thrown into this incredibly weird dynamic with this family who's all over the place, with Tommy uh-huh. Chong, who's just a squatter. Yeah. And, like, but they're all pretty likable. For the oh, yeah. Part. Everybody's likable in this. Yeah. And and it's, it's like, 
it's so cool because it's hard to get your balance, but not in an off-putting way. Yeah. You know? it's, it's like very like you you can grasp. I don't know. It's not the right not the right way to put it, but it's like there's something so inherently kind of uh, engrossing about it. Yeah. No, it's good. It, it grabs you from the beginning and doesn't really let go. And then it's like it starts off as just kind of creepy and you don't know where it's going to go. And then, like, once it ramps up the horror, it it beats you over the head with it. And it's mm. great. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh... Yeah, I... <laughs> I just really like this, because it also felt like it comes full circle. Because I feel like there's things in this movie that I feel were inspired by other things that were inspired by Lovecraft. Like the... Like the- the alpaca monster is like the the dog monster. Okay, yeah, I, I didn't know if that was uh, if that was too much of a spoiler, but yes, there's some very good body horror in this. Oh, that man. feels very much like it's not quite to the level of the thing, because like what can be like that's like amazing practical effects, but god damn it, did it come as close as it could have? It sure looks a hell of a lot better than the CGI shit from. Uh, well, um, this was CGI. Yeah, parts, parts parts of it were. Yeah, but, but I'm, I'm saying like, I was also amazed that the CGI looks pretty dang good for yeah. a lot of it. Which, to be vision, fair, I was a vision later in yes. the movie that's kind of crazy. Yeah, I was gonna say the 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 thing about it is, um, you know, I was about to make a slam against the sequel, the thing movie. And, like, I don't know if you know the full story behind that, but, like, the reason oh, why the, the CGI... Thing? Yeah, the reason why that the CGI looks so shit is because they mm-hmm. shot the whole movie in practical with practical effects. And then the, the studio was just like, nah, people like CGI. We're just going to make it CGI. Yeah, and it And so they just CGI'd over the practical effects. Did you ever see the videos of... Oh, yeah. No, they were great. It was, it was fantastic. That, yeah, it was I remember it was amazing, following though. that back in the yeah. day because... Uh, yeah, that little studio. I think they're called Amalgamated Dynamics. Although Something that, like that sounds like a Scientology thing, so I'm, yeah. I'm probably wrong. But um, anyway, um, yeah. And so, like, the reason why that movie looks so bad is because, like, the the people who were having to like create the CGI were like having to like create CGI versions of the practical effects to hide the practical effects. It's a, it was so there was stupid. no chance. If they just started from the beginning and just said we're just going to do CGI for the whole thing, they could have made something that looked okay. When the guy's face splits open, the helicopter looks so bad. Yeah. All right. Anyway, um, you have anything else to say about the movie specifically? Real quick. I have another one for me. Facts concerning the late Arthur German and his family. I'm not doing it. In bed. No. You asshole. (laughs) Can you give me another one? Oh, okay. what the moon brings in bed that's moonstruck <laughs> no i'm just imagining like the moon is the moon's a little kinky it's not vanilla like it's got it's got a few it's got a few kinks that it likes to bring into the bedroom there's a lot of these would be pretty good <laughs> all right can we move on what do you have anything else to say about the movie itself i feel like we didn't really talk about it very much we haven't, and like I want to, I, I want people to go in with as little of knowledge as possible. Okay, that's fair. I mean, we Enjoy. have been, we have been recording for a while, so we have been recording for a while. Um, it's it's a it's a dang fun little romp. So yeah, it's a good horror it's a movie. Weird and wild ride. 
I I would one of these days would like to introduce both these movies to somebody who's like in the mood for those kind of these kind both of movies and be like Mandy and uh in Colorado Space. Like I think that would be a fun little double feature for somebody that's never seen them. I agree. I ask you, where do you start if you're gonna watch those two movies in order, like together? Oh, Colorado Space. I feel like that's right. You gotta you gotta start with the one that's like kind of a more traditional horror movie, and that leads you into you have more patience. You have to have more patience than Mandy. Yeah, and but I feel uh, Color Out of Space might be the one where you're you're still thinking about Mandy, so you just want something crazy on, or vice versa. Yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. I think I'd rather watch. I'd rather watch the narrative focus. I'd rather watch the movie that has a more like tra- traditional narrative first. Uh huh. Like, you get that out of the way, and then now it's like, now you can, like, go and watch something that really goes off the rails. Two face melters, for sure. Oh, absolutely. I'm kind of into that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So, I guess it's time for the question, right? Is this a good Nick Cage movie, Hayden? Yes. Oh, 100% yes. yes. Like, I feel like, man, okay, I'm going to say it, Hayden. I feel like this is a this is a, this is a Nick Cage movie for all Nick Cage fans. Because you get kind of the meme Nick Cage, but it's good. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there there is a meme performance in there. Yeah. But he's also pretty charming and likable too. Yeah. Like, like he's he's, and I also really like the fact that like, I'm glad it didn't turn into the dad's the villain kind of thing. It's not. It's not. It's oh, not. Yeah. It's not. It's not The Shining. And I was afraid no, it was going to no, be no. The Shining. Right. Yes, I agree. Yeah. And, like, he's charming and likable in it. He's good. Um, but, like, he does kind of make some weird choices, like his Donald Trump voice. And I am just I'm just here for it. I agree. I love yeah. the part where he's throwing the tomatoes in the... Oh, the yeah, yeah. Slam dunk! And then, and then he just turns to it. Sounds good, babe. <laughs> yeah, um, that's... Clay, real quick. The uh-huh. evil clergyman. In bed? That's, Dang, there's oof. a lot of good ones. I can't choose between all of them. So. <laughs> Colorado Space release date, September 7th, 2019. Yeah, so, I mean, that's that was um, that was a film festival. But, like, we still use it, I think. Oh, was that was that Fantastic Fest? Oh, no, it's TIFF. Okay, so, yeah, so we're going to do 2020, then. I think it's technically listed as 2019 on Rotten Tomatoes, though. Is it? So I say we just we go with that. Okay. Plus 2020, we're not going to have very fun options. Exactly. All right, you want to play? Uh, I, I'm almost ready. Okay. All right, Hayden, time for the box office game. Hit me box with it. Box office game. All right, number 10. We're doing 2019 because it's listed as 2019 on Rotten Tomatoes, so... Number 10 of 2019, It Chapter 2. Nah, Colorado Space. You'd rather watch Colorado Space? Yeah, Colorado Space. I mean, like... Really? I love It it Chapter 2. Wow. I mean, do you think it's a better movie than uh, Colorado Space? Mm, Probably not, but, like, I would rather watch It Chapter 2. I don't cry watching Colorado Space, Clay. Oh, It it Chapter 2 gets it to you? Oh, dude, it hits... Okay. All right. Very right in the balls and the heart. That's surprising me to me, but okay. In my heart. Yeah. Number nine. Cockles. 
Speaking of cockles. I said cockles. Speaking of speaking of cockles, Joker. Ugh, color out of space. Come on, Murray. I I would like to figure out what is. Have I done a, a Nick Cage movie that I'd rather watch Joker over yet? Like I know we've done 2019 before. Oh, that you would rather watch Joker instead of? Yeah. Have we done a movie in 2019 from Cage that I was like, fine, this movie's so bad, I I'd rather watch Joker. Right? No, that came out in 2020, and I liked Jujitsu. Oh, um, I I don't know, Clay. I I, I don't know. Here's yeah, I don't question. think so. Would you rather see Nick Cage play Joker or Murray? Which one's, oh, Murray's the, uh, the, is the, is the Robert I'd like to see him character. play both. <laughs> I'd like to see him play both at the same time. Oh, yeah. That'd be wonderful. Yeah. He's a dual cast thing. Uh, when you introduce me, could you call me Joker? <laughs> oh, God. Could you let me take some pics? Okay, um, number eight. <laughs> <laughs> you, oh, that's your new thing, isn't it? I want to take some pricks. Oh, fuck off, Aiden. <laughs> so funny. I hate you. Uh, that is so funny. That is... <laughs> I will so be surprised gross. if there's a funnier ending to a movie we I, Oh, God, I hope not. We'll have to come up with some random... We'll have to come up with, like, our own personal, like, Oscars at the end of oh, the podcast. Oh, God, like, yes. be, like, best ending 211, 211. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We should do that. We're going to have a Nick Cage award show. Mm-hmm. Number eight. Aladdin. A whole new oh, God, world. No. No. Don't you dare close your eyes, Clay. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do during the... You're never going to see me close my eyes during the time I watch Color Out of Space again. Yeah, I'd rather watch Color Out of Space. Yeah, not a chance. Number seven. Oh. Uh-huh. Spider-Man, and he's far from home, Clay. Color Out of Space. Out of space. Yeah. So you really like this one. I like this movie. It Number might. Six. Huh? I'm pretty sure it's going to crack the top ten. Haven't you figured out where? Oh, I would be shocked if it didn't crack the top ten. Yeah. yeah. Even Las Vegas is on your top ten, Clay. Oh, that's not in the top ten anymore. Good. Um, Number six. Star okay. Wars: Rise of Skywalker. Oh God! Color out of space. Yeah. Number five. Captain Marvel. Get that girl out of here! I'm watching Color Out of Space. I don't know. I feel like there's a universe where either one of these could be true. No. I th- think I'm going to say Color Out of Space because I do think I kind of want to rewatch that movie because I want to like... I feel like that. I feel like that's a movie that like there's things you missed the first time. Captain Marvel? No, no, no. I said Color Out of Space. Oh. <laughs> like, that's the one I'm most interested in rewatching. Like, if if, if if it came down to, like, gun and gun to my head, like, you told me, like, pick one of them. I don't know. I could see it going. I'd say, depending on the day, like, I might say one or the other. But I just know that I'm probably going to rewatch Color Out of Space at some point. And, like, I'm not here's, really super. Here's a real question Color Out of Space or Moonstruck? Right now. Moonstruck. Right now? Oh, yeah. Okay. Number four, Clay. I just watched Color Out of Space. I haven't watched Moonstruck in a while. (laughs) 
It's been like two days since I'm I watched Moonstruck. I'm surprised you don't fall asleep to Moonstruck. <laughs> I can't do that anymore. I used to like watch a movie and go to bed. I can't do it anymore. Yeah, me either. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. Number four, Frozen 2. Call out of space. Yeah. Not that Frozen 2 is a bad movie. I'm sure it's fine, but like, nah. Oh, you didn't hear? <laughs> what did Frozen 2 do? No, um. <laughs> oh my god, Frozen 2 got canceled. <laughs> Frozen 2 got canceled. I think there is some weird stuff about it, uh, Native Americans in it. Oh, yeah, I, remember, I think you're right. I remember hearing some people complain about that. Okay. Yeah. Number three Toy Story 4. Hold Okay. Have you seen Toy Story 4? No. Oh. I kind of want to see Toy Story 4. Really? I haven't so seen you're it just yet. curious. You're just curious. I think I, I think I got to put Toy Story 4. I think if you, if you put both in front of me, I think I would take Toy Story 4 because be like, oh, yeah, I haven't seen this yet. Right. That's, that's, fair. that's fair. Yeah, that's a fair. It's not that I think that Toy Story 4 is a better movie. It's just, you know. No, that's fair. That's fair. I don't know what I'm talking about. Wow, is this like the... Oh wow! This is what's preventing uh, Color Out of Space from sweeping, isn't it? <gasps> oh, poor Color Out of no, Space! No, no, no. You didn't you quite. Said you want to watch Joker instead? No, I didn't. No, I didn't hate it. In fact, oh uh, man! No, okay, number two, number two, dude, number okay. two. Lion King. Color Out of Space. You don't want to see Simba? Nope. You don't want to see Mufasa? Listen, I want to see. Are I want to see. I want to see Rafiki just yeet. Are Simba you telling me? off that's of Pride the best, Rock. That's the best little gift ever. <laughs> yeah. Are you telling me, Clay, you don't want to see Zazu? John yeah, but, Oliver? But no. The funniest man who's ever existed? John Oliver? I want to see Zazu voiced by Mr. Bean. Yeah, wait. By Rowan Atkinson. That's what I want to see. Number one, Clay. Oh. Get all these kitty movies out of here. It's time for an adult movie for adults. Infinity War. Avengers Endgame. <laughs> oh, that's right. Endgame came it's out. time to end the right. game. Yeah. It's time to end this game. Color out of space. I don't have three hours. Yeah, color out of space. Yeah. It's like... Okay, if, if I could fast forward to the parts I really like, Endgame. No, you gotta watch the whole thing. I know. Yeah. That's Can't the rules cheat. you set. Can't cheat, and you're the one who's hey, created these rules. I, I just make up the rules. <laughs> yeah. But, you, and I but, I, but I force you to enforce them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, nope, you said these are the rules, so we have to play by the rules. These are the rules you said, Hayden. We have to follow the rules. This All is right, a nom. There are rules. You are literally You are literally Walter from Bigger Bus. You say that like that's supposed to insult me. Like that's supposed to hurt my feelings. No, no, it's a compliment. Not at all. Yeah, you're damn right it is. Alright, Hayden. Um. All right. So here, here's what I got for you. All right. Hit me with this. Got, I got your cage-free movies for you. You gotta find the one movie with cage in it and avoid the cage-free movies. All right. Okay. All right. So what I got for you is in 1942, California, two young men await induction into the U.S. Marines and say goodbye to their girlfriends. A man is desperately trying to be certified insane during World War II so he can stop flying missions. Finally, uh, Alvin Corwin is the low man on the totem pole and goes from one mishap to the other while at uh, boot camp in World War II. Oh, that. 
I don't like army movies. Military yeah. movies, whatever. Uh, what was the first one again? Uh, about two friends joining the Marines saying goodbye to their girlfriends. Join the Marines saying goodbye to their girlfriends. Is it World yeah. War Two? Yeah, I don't know. No, that that sounds like that movie Stop Loss. How the fuck do I remember Stop Loss? Is that Stop Loss? <laughs> well, I can't tell you that. <laughs> I well I I I'm not gonna pick A. I'm not gonna pick okay. A. Is that is that stop loss? Sure. Yes. How the fuck do I remember that? Man? <laughs> Unless you're lying to me, and that's a new page. Um. Okay, so the first one was they're saying goodbye to their girls. Uh-huh. The second one was, oh god, I can't keep these things straight. Uh, what was the second one? Guy's trying to get certified insane so he can stop uh, doing <laughs> Now, that things. sounds like an amazing Nick Cage purpose. <laughs> He's just like, have you ever been thrown out into the street and beat to you? Best fun! But someone's just like, like, we can't send like, that guy. We can't send that guy out on missions. <laughs> He's just flying He's like, around. <laughs> Whoa! Um, I can't wait oh till we get to watch God. that movie, Aiden. I, I, I'm going to be optimistic. I know it's not going to be B. I'm going to hope it's B. <laughs> On a wing and a prayer, I'm saying All right, well, hey, here's what I, I didn't know. tell you about B. Is that, you know, the guy is trying to get himself certified and saved so he doesn't have to fly the missions anymore. But the problem is, is that the people who are in charge know that nobody who is sane would want to fly the missions. So obviously he's the right type of person to go fly these bombing missions. And so he's kind of caught in what you might call a, a catch twenty two. Oh shit! That's catch twenty two, which was made in nineteen seventy, which does not start in the cage. I've never okay. I've never read. I'm fessing up. Never read the book. Haven't seen never the movie seen or the movie, TV never series. Never saw the new TV series. Yeah. I should have fucking known because that, that's yeah. the only thing I know about it is that the I never knew what catch twenty two meant, and I had to look it up. One yeah. Time. Yeah. So it's C. Uh, well, C C is C is at war with the army with Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. <laughs> what is A if not stop loss? Uh, it's a movie called <laughs> Racing with the Moon. What's it from nineteen eighty four? Racing. With it's the got moon? Nick Cage and Sean Penn. Whoa! What? <laughs> This is I think, back I think when he could do movies with Sean Penn. Although I guess Sean Penn, Sean Penn did do a few dad movies like ten years ago. So maybe yeah, Sean but this Penn is from 1984. No, I'm just saying maybe they could work together again. Oh, <laughs> wait, did they have a falling out or something? No, just for a long time, Nick Cage was like considered, you know, not 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 in the big leagues anymore, and Sean Penn was still Sean Penn. But now Sean Penn, I mean, uh, what's he doing? So, maybe. Yeah, what's he doing? Um, yeah. Oh, God. Uh, what the hell is Stop Loss? Stop Loss is some movie that I remember seeing the cover for at Blockbuster. But I think it's the same thing. It's like it's, it's like these dudes who enlisted in the military and they're like, they're sitting on their pickup. No, it's about a guy dealing with, uh, it's about a guy who, uh, it's about a guy who, 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 who like, Return home from Iraq, oh. from Iraq, and like, it's like the army's just like, no, nope, you got to go back, bud. 
and so he goes it's AWOL. Kind, it's kind of. No, not even close because this that movie literally takes place like in the time it was made. Yeah, well, I knew that. That's why, because your description didn't say what war was, Clay. I said in 1942. Wait, the. A? I said in 1942, oh. California. I wasn't paying attention. No, you weren't. That's why you got it wrong, Hayden. God bless you. Oh, man. I thought you had me, too. I thought you had me. Why Apparently, I'm a better poker player point, than I thought. At what point did you think I had you? Whenever you started, like, it wasn't until you, like... When I was you, like, I'm probably wrong, and it's probably the moment that Cage... Yeah, and I was like, oh, he's going to figure it out. Like I was like, I was thinking you would be like... I was thinking you'd be like, oh... B is definitely catch twenty two. You would I figured you would have sussed that one out. And but then, I do not know what non euclidean geometry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the geometry is. Oh, God, man. I'm. Uh, for the record, I'm very tired right now. Yeah, not it's normally okay. this. Uh, this little sleepy Hayden. Oh God. Um, little sleepy Hayden. Sleepy sleepy boy. Um, oh man. All right. Okay, so now I get to guess what next. Please tell me it's yeah. not the. Please tell me it's not the Sean Connery. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't no. want to watch a military no, movie. No, no, no. That no, might no, be no. the one I skip. Actually. Hey, can I ask you a question? Yeah. What? Help me remember. What was the movie that I said? Um, this was the movie that like this is the reason I wanted to do the podcast. What movie was that? Because I forgot. Is it Bank Clock Dangerous? No, it was there was another. That was one. the one. That was the one that you said you wanted to do the podcast for. No, I feel like it was one that we did already. There were two of them. You said yeah. Bangkok Dangerous and um, wasn't it De- uh, Deadfall? Maybe it was it Deadfall. Yeah, I think it was Deadfall and Bangkok Dangerous. Yeah. Is the next one Bangkok Dangerous with the with the impossible oh. arm on the poster? Hey, what if I told you this is a 2008 uh, movie uh, directed by Oxide Pang and Danny Pang? Is his hair crazy on the poster? <laughs> it it might be. Yes, this is might be arm, the movie. Is this is the arm? movie. This is the movie that started the 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 meme about Nick Cage's hair. I believe has his arm disappeared into a black hole and his jacket on the poster. Uh, let me let me go. I can't tell you that right now because I don't have. Is a he holding of an invisible gun in the other hand? Um, <laughs> it's one of the me, weirdest posters I've ever seen in my life. Let me see. Oh wow, you're not wrong. <laughs> so strange. Wow. Um, can I before you before you guess? Uh, we gotta we gotta do uh, the. <clears throat> All right. What was the? Do you remember the percentage of our last bad movie? Do you remember what that was? Um, four, five. I think okay. it's five. Okay. Um, guess. So. I'm gonna guess six percent. Okay, I was gonna say. Uh, uh, um, oh fuck! I forgot what I say every time. Um, Over under. Over under, over under seven percent. So you're saying you're saying six percent. You're going under, huh? I'm gonna say six. You're gonna say six percent. You're going under. Well, it's the second time I can say this. Hayden, you're wrong. God bless it. It's eight percent. Wow, so it's good. <laughs> I mean, compared to some of the other things we watched, it's great. We've got a better chance of it being good. Yeah. 
Um, can I read the? Can I read the? Um, can I read this consensus before you, you give your guess? Oh yeah. Uh, with <laughs> with murky, I haven't accepted your guesses because I want to okay. get through all the things we gotta get through, David. You want to trick me? You want to trick me? Is what you want to do? With murky trick cinematography, me. a meandering pace, a dull storyline, and rather wooden performances, the Pang Brothers Hollywood remake of Blank is unsuccessful. Wait, say that. Again. With murky cinematography, a meandering pace, a dull storyline, and rather wooden performances, the Pang Brothers Hollywood remake of Blank is unsuccessful. Oh, it's a remake? Yeah. I just want... I mean, like, it's so obvious that banging your cock is pretty dangerous. Yeah. Is, is that your guess? All right, well, I hate to break it to you, Hayden. Uh, you're wrong. This is a remake of the... Re no, I'm kidding. This is uh, Bangkok Dangerous, yeah. yeah. This is the one. You said this one and Deadfall. I think you're right. Yeah, these are the two that's like, I want to see these movies, but like I don't want to have to do it alone. Mm. Like, I, I got to give... I got to have something more than just like, you let me just watch these two bad... You wanted to subject someone to it. Yeah, I wanted to subject someone else to them. I wanted someone to come on this journey with me. And you were that person, Hayden. Well... I'm honored. I'm honored. Yeah, I, I appreciate it, Hayden. I'm glad you're honored. Um, I want you to know something, Hayden. Yeah. I'll tell you what. After we do um, one of, I know one of your favorite Nick Cage movies, um, National Treasure, I promise after that, even, no matter how many movies we have left, if you want to pack it in, you can pack it in after that one, okay? I'm just saying that because it's going to be the, the middle <laughs> It's going to be the last fucking one we do. No, no, no. I wouldn't do that to you. You absolutely... <laughs> I, now I know what the last one's going to be. the most middlest one? Isn't it perfect, though, Hayden? It's Remember, so perfect. I guess, I guess the second one. You did. One and you were so convinced you had it. You were like, oh, oh, he would. He, so, okay, how is National <laughs> Treasure the middlest one? National gotta, Treasure is good. I didn't resonate well with the, guess that with the audience. Gotta, I mean, with the critics. It's a 56 or something like that. He must have a lot of good movies if the middle is Sure. But you gotta think, here's the problem. You're that means that like as we go down, things don't get too bad. It's not gonna like the the trip down's not gonna be terrible. The trip up but is it's, gonna be good too, because it's got dude, I cannot wait to watch Season of the Witch. That's the one I'm waiting for. Good for you, then. That one's going to come up pretty soon. Ron Perlman, dude. Oh, that's true. You oh, you witch. are invoking you yeah. are invoking my love of Ron Perlman. Should season two be Ron Perlman? Oh, God, we don't have enough time for that, man. It's movies. And also, I don't think he has enough theatrical release. We'd have to go into, like, we'd have to go into the straight-to-DVD pile. Well, we're doing direct-to-video on this, too. <laughs> Most of these have... It had at least a slight, small. No, no, no. we're doing all theatrical. of them. We're doing all of them, right? I we have been. So I think, technically speaking, we shouldn't have done Kill Chain. Now, would you wanted to deny the people two Kill 11, Chain at two eleven? There's no way two eleven went to that had a theatrical release. How small as it was, Black it was a theatrical. Theater, maybe Black Box release. Oh, okay, so. Hold on. 
I don't know. I'm confused. I thought we were doing all of them. We are, but like one of the Which rules was it has to be. Uh, I think the only one that we've technically skipped um, is this one that like it's just literally not available anywhere. Okay. It's like it fits the criteria. It fits the criteria. It fits the criteria. But like it's literally not streaming anywhere, and we would have to spend fifty bucks to buy but it. But if eBay. we're doing this, we're doing it all the way. I'm saying we do all the direct to video ones too. Well, I'm telling you, good, good then, because like the only one that that was an issue with was um, Kill Chain. We did it. There's no way, dude. He has to be in some others that didn't go. I think he's still a big enough star where he could still get like a very minor theatrical release. I guess they were hoping for that Oscar moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or not for Kilchin. Um For two two eleven. For jujitsu. All right. Well, as we're as we're coming to the end, uh, everybody remember to go uh, buy Hayden's books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, go um, listen to me on my friend Jenna Junior's podcast. Uh, she does Scream Service. It's a horror podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. She's very funny. I've guessed it on a few in the past, and I think we have one coming up. Um, and then I'm going to be on another podcast. I think we're recording tomorrow, knock on wood, uh, wherever there's wood around here. Uh, Clay, is there anything you want me to say on there to promote this podcast? Absolutely. I mean, absolutely, like, uh, to remind people to check out the, uh, and I'm telling y'all, listeners of this podcast, uh, make sure to check out uh, RTTM Pod on Twitter. Uh, that's where you can find uh, the, all the information about the podcast. Keep up to date with us on, on release schedule and whatnot. As always, we release on Wednesdays. Um, usually goes out in the morning, around 6 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And uh, always make sure to uh, check out uh, me on Twitter at the underscore red underscore clay. Uh, you know, come say hi, give a follow, and uh, do the same for our man Shoes Robinson. Uh, I do think it's kind of funny us promoting Shoes Robinson whenever, like, I think the guy has way more, like, followers on his Twitter than the two I of us combined. he's never promoted us. What the? No, 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 no. That's no, why he no. is never invited back onto this podcast. No, 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 no. Every, every he time. Wants to come back again. <laughs> every time, every time Shoes has been on the show, or, or whatever kid's been on the show, he has promoted us to his followers. However, those two times he did call us nerds, and I did not appreciate it. It is true. I'm the least nerdy one. Not nerd at all. I'm nerds don't always have to be smart, Hayden. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm, I'm cool. I'm the cool. <laughs> all y'all, sure, I'm sure, Hayden. Anyway, Clay, I think it's time we litigate Zack Snyder again. Listen, Hayden, I've had it with your drama, so do me a favor and get the fuck out of my sight, okay? okay. <laughs> Good night, everybody.